You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com this is the last minute blues podcast with jeff burton donnie fandango and former blues defenseman jamie rivers it is the last minute blues podcast donnie fandango jamie rivers jeff burton gentlemen the nhl offseason is in full freaking swing and there's a lot to talk about you know what though as the free agency start it has started yep. and people are free to sign with whatever team this guy comes in here looking like a rookie look at this <laughs> look at the body on this guy i'm gonna use a word that i don't ever use oh svelte svelte thank you wow. thank you i had noticed it immediately in your face and you've been you've been working out like a like yeah. somebody trying to make a team pretty much you never know right i'm seeing some of these guys still sign contracts and you know you never sure. know so i walk around uh, the rink you know with my shirt off looking at army going this could be yours. Keep on walking, Rivers. <laughs> Keep like, on walking. Couple, like, two, couple two, three paychecks. This could be yours. <laughs> you still died, and you're old as dirt. Right. But you look good, though. So what? Uh, what Credit is it where just, it's due. Just the body feeling kind of ragged, or why did you decide to do this? Really? Yeah, uh, body feeling. Like, I was completely miserable with how I felt. Like when you start putting on stuff that you've been wearing for a while, and all of a sudden it doesn't fit. You're like, okay, there yeah. there needs to be some kind of a change here. And so I just started working out and, uh, you know, just feeling better about myself, going through some other things, just personal things in my personal life where I need to dive into something right now and getting into the gym every day and throwing in the headphones and just doing my thing and escaping has done wonders for me. Can I tell you, as a guy who does it, I don't go in and pump iron like you do. I do a lot of running and I do a lot of hiking and stuff like that. I'm doing an hour of cardio a day. Good. It's not about you right now. So what else I do... Well, you just said I was like a muscle head, basically. (laughs) That was awesome. No, no. What I'm (laughs) saying is I'm not the the go work out guy. I I do like resistance bands, but I do mostly cardio. But either way, man, it is is 50% for your brain and 50% for your body. I feel the... Overall body sweat, I love when you can feel it dripping down like your shins and stuff. The sweat, I just, I think it's fantastic. I love it. I love it. And Donnie's version is, you're right. And I never really put in. Yeah, right. I mean that's 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 kind of it. But I mean, you're right. And 
I never really put in, really thought about it till a couple years ago when I started walking a bunch more. Like how amazing you absolutely feel, mm-hmm. and it's free. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, it's just, outside's free. I mean, you can just yeah. go and do for as much or as little, and and it really does help a lot, like a lot with the mental health thing. So when people are kind of so definitely in that aspect of things, I always tell them, man, like. You know, definitely have your therapist and all those things. But, man, sometimes you got to kind of create it for yourself a little bit, too, man. And that fresh air does wonders for me, man. Absolutely. We used to always say anymore, but look good, feel good, and play good would be, you know, your work every day anymore. But look good, feel good, and play good would be, you know, your work every day. You're being a parent. You're being a significant other. Whatever it is, if you feel better, you're in a better mood, and that usually makes you a better person to be around. And so that's where I'm at right well, now. Well, keep going to the gym, then. That's Jesus. What a jerk. Jeffrey. <laughs> if you put it on a T, you knew I was going to say. Jeffrey. I'm just saying, if, if you're asking him. calls me Jeffrey. If, if you're asking him to not take the shot, I mean, that's what he's here for. I mean, I that's understand. what he does. I thought we were a little bit protected here. We're having oh, a moment. We're oh. talking about mental health. And then right. Jeff has to sucker punch me from the side. bring it back around. <laughs> bring it back around. There was a handful of people on Twitter going, man, where's the next uh, Last Minute Blues podcast? So I'm so glad that we are here. Yeah. So many things to talk about. I mean, there really is. This NHL offseason has been, um, I mean, has has been eventful. As a Blues fan, the last few days have been pretty exciting, mm-hmm. all things considered. We still don't know what the hell's going on with Vladdy. But I mean, Saboka or who are you talking about? <laughs> I, w- I would think yeah, would think like Tarasenko. <laughs> oh, not Tarasenko. Yeah, yeah. not sure Saboka has they, the skates anymore. At this point, I trade Vladdy for, for Vladdy <laughs> Saboka. Okay, now there. Here's a list. Which Vladdies would you rather have than Tarasenko right now? <laughs> Vlad the Impaler for sure. Yeah, got a good track record. It's the only one I got. But essentially, to to kind of talk about a couple of the moves that Armstrong has made in one, is that. I feel as though the team is protected no matter what happens with Tarasenko as far as the top six, top nine forwards go. Yeah, I would agree. Now, here's here's the thing, is if Vladdy has to come back to St. Louis, so, and we haven't even gotten into this because we missed last week, and that's on me. I had a crazy schedule. We had a Blues youth hockey camp and couldn't uh, get away from that because, obviously, it's a big production. Yeah. Um, so last week we didn't get a chance to talk about the Tarasenko effect and – he right now you have to build your team like you don't have Vladdy Tarasenko, and that's what Army's done. That's what he's done. He's put together a great top six. Is it elite? We're getting there. Okay. Like when I say that, and I don't want Blues fans to freak out. What I'm saying is the top six elite. I'm looking at the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm looking at the Colorado Avalanche. I'm looking at some of those teams as to that's the elite right now. Doesn't mean you can't beat them. It just means statistically. Some of those guys have more or have bigger numbers, but I like the balance of what Doug Armstrong has done here, and it resembles in a lot of ways the team that was built for the Stanley Cup championship a couple of years ago. Now, will they have that success? I don't know. To be determined, right? And yes, I know they Jeff, will. you're they you're wanting that. <laughs> but the Army philosophy of death by a thousand cuts, it's in play here right now. You've just acquired or signed, well, acquired and signed and then signed another guy that are 20 goal scorers with the possibility of getting to 30. Another guy you've re-signed today, which is Tuesday, is Jordan Cairo, who will be, without a shadow of doubt, a 20-goal scorer. He scored 14 goals last year in 52 games, I think is what it was, maybe 54 games. Not one of them on the power play. So that means if he gets five or six on the power play, he's over 20. That's 
That's not even including adding another 30 games to the schedule. Right. So Jordan Cairo is a 20-goal scorer. Can I interrupt you with a question no, real just quick? No, go ahead, Donnie. Is, is, <laughs> is there else on the Blues team? Is there, <laughs> is there anyone else on the Blues team that has the same kind of breakaway speed and skill that it seems like Cairo possesses? Because, man, it seems like if he gets a half a step on somebody, goodbye. You're yeah. not catching. Yeah, he's electric, okay? And it's been a long time since we've had a Blues player that's electric. You look back a couple of years ago, a handful of years ago, Vladdy Tarasenko was that guy. Two, three hard strides through the neutral zone. He's gone. He's making one quick shoulder fake, and the shot is off, and you have a chance to score. He hasn't been that guy for a couple of seasons, but he's also been injured for a couple of seasons. So, you know, we'll come back around to Vladdy because sure. there's a lot to unpack with that whole situation. But Jordan Cairo is a guy that, to your point, you get him the puck, and every time he gets the puck in a transition or in an offensive mode, I know myself, I scooch up in my seat. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. And so, yes, he has that. The other guy that is going to, I don't know if they're going if he's going to surprise people or not, I know what he can do, but Brandon Saad, this guy has flat-out straightaway speed. And if you go back and look at the playoff series last year against the Avalanche, this guy was breaking free all the time. And you're like, well, he's a, I, I don't remember that. No, he does. Straight down the wing speed. You hit this guy in motion, he's gone. He's hard to handle. So you've got a couple of guys on the wings there. Buchnevich, he's got some speed too, a little more size and net front presence, but – Again, the Blues are getting just a slightly faster through the process here of signing guys. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm sorry, man. I'm really, like, past the point of being excited already. Like, way too excited at we this got... point with still plenty of offseason to right, go. Right. Shrimp on the Barbie re-signed, too, boys. Barbashev. Yeah, Absolutely yeah, so. Yeah, Two-year yeah. deal. Now, he had uh, arbitration rights. So, Jordan Cairo did not have arbitration rights, which means the team didn't even have to really do what they did. They could have just said, here's your qualifying offer. And one year deal. See a training camp because that's the that's what you have the the players under control from the team at that point because he's a young player. He's coming in off of his entry level deal. The Blues re-upped him, gave him two years at five point six, I think total, which is great. That, I mean, basically that's a hey, we believe in you contract. We expect big things from you, and we'll look long term for the next one. As far as Ivan Barbashev's concerned, he had arbitration rights because he's at that point in his career, which means. He could have filed for arbitration and had a mediator basically decide what he should make. Doug Armstead said, never mind that. We don't need to go there because we know what we have in Ivan Barbashev. We love what we have in Ivan Barbashev. Here's a two-year deal for him, and he's happy, and that's the way to do it. You keep your players happy. All right. Well, then, while we're talking about players and and, and arbitration, what's going to happen with Zach Sanford? And do we even want that dude back here? Uh, man, I mean, I I'm sure some... for depth purposes <laughs> yeah, and things I, we do. Yeah, you see I, those stats from him? What is it, the most five-on-five goals last year or some, something like that? From I Zach think? Sanford? That's what I saw on Twitter. Was that incorrect? That's incorrect. Is it? Okay. That's incorrect. Somebody was putting up a bunch because of stats. Because Kyrou had 14. Okay, when I was reading it, I was like, that did not seem right. Yeah, maybe Maybe Zach but Sanford's Jeff, the one who's putting is... that up. Maybe <laughs> right. he's the one who posted that. I know this is hard to believe, oh, boy. Um, but not everything on Twitter is is, is correct. What? I, Stop. Are you Jamie. serious? Guys, right I'm now? telling you, I figured it out about a week ago. Uh, not everything is is true, which is sad. I get it. I'm with you. I was very, very depressed for a couple of days Man, over that's, that. That's news. unfortunate. Um, really All right, Zach that. Sanford. What the hell's going to go okay, on? With this so, <laughs> Zach Sanford, a lot of people up in arms yeah, the other day, and they're like, well, he filed for arbitration. What the heck is this guy thinking? Okay, just breathe. breathe. Donnie, breathe. Okay. All right. Okay. 
it is in his best interest to file for arbitration. It doesn't mean he wants to go to arbitration. It doesn't mean it'll get to that point at all. What it means is if he didn't file for arbitration, he loses that right. So what happens now is he's he's filed for arbitration. They will continue to talk up until their arbitration date. And Armstrong, Doug Armstrong will more, more than likely get a one-year deal done with Zach Sanford. I don't think that Zach Sanford truly wants to go to arbitration. But also, why would you not have that? If you're uh, allowed to have arbitration yeah. in your back pocket, why would you not file? Keep that around. And if you truly feel like you're getting jobbed on the contract, then you take your chances and say, no, nah, we're going to file for arbitration. And then you still may lose. You may. Or you may get a little bump. Whatever it is, I don't think it gets there. I'm not mad that he filed for arbitration. I understand why. It's basically a. Uh, it's like having an extra little chip, you know, a little poker chip that you can throw in at the end if you need to. But I don't think it'll get there. So, Zach Sanford, to your guys' point, where does he fit? Let me give you his stats real quick. 52 games, 10 goals, 6 assists, 16 points, minus 13. Uh, the minus part, I don't look at You don't that. care about that stuff? I, not really, because when you dive into the underlying numbers, it tells you more about a player than a plus-minus because he's a winger, right? He yep. could be standing next to his defenseman. He's doing his job. And let's say Jake Wallman, just as an example, gets walked out of the corner and guy buries it. Well, Sanford gets a minus. Did right. he really have anything to do with that play? No, he didn't. And the same can be for any player that's on the ice. Sometimes it's directly that player's fault. Sometimes has nothing to do with it. So the plus-minus I take with a very big grain of salt and kind of put it out there. Zach Sanford is a responsible player for the most part, five-on-five. And he does kill penalties, and he's still a young guy. Yeah, we can't forget that. He's not 30. He's not – I think he's 24, 25. Is that part of the reason he's young? That's why he disappears so often? He's still going through – you know, I I think that's kind of the player he is. I think he's a streaky kind of player. And if we look at his stats, like 10 goals isn't bad, guys. It's Mm. double digits. And he had some really bad stretches, too. That's so true. So imagine if, you know, you could just get a little more consistency. Maybe 10 turns into 15. Maybe 15 is 17. That's a big difference for your club, then. If he's playing third-line left wing and he's chipping in 14, 15 goals, guys, that's a, that's a win. So as much as we don't want Zach Sanford to play on the first line, and I understand that because yeah. he gets a lot of – he did get a lot of opportunity with O'Reilly and Perron over the course of the last two seasons – I think if he settles in with like a Sunquist and whoever else they can fit on the right wing right now would be probably Vladdy Tarasenko, which would be weird. Um, <laughs> so weird. So weird. But I think that that's a situation where he could thrive. He could get the 10 to 15 goals. And if you're getting that from a third liner, guys, that's a victory. That's just, I mean, I say it all the time, but this podcast makes me learn so many things about hockey. And you have said those exact words about not those exact words, but about uh, Falk and a couple other people that were just put in the wrong situation. Therefore, they were not set up for success. So they he was in the wrong situation. So if you put him on the third line, maybe he, he chips in a little more. And he, the thing with Zach Sanford is, and and I want our listeners to take this the right way, I call players like that poisonous. And here's why I say that is because they give you something so special once every so often, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Can you believe? 6'4", 215. Did you see him skate down the wing, toe drag that guy, and tuck it top cheese? Whoa. Now you're jonesing for that every time he touches the puck and then it disappears. 
And it disappears for a long time where you're like, oh, he sucks. I don't want him on my team anymore. And then all of a sudden, that happens again. You're like, oh, look at what he can do. It's poison. It's poison is what it is because you keep coming back to the well every three, four weeks. You're like, whoa, you get a glimpse of it. So those guys usually work their way out of the NHL because people finally figure it out. But he's still got youth on his side. Yeah, he sure does. I didn't know he was that Still young. has youth on his side, which means that he's going to get a little more leash just for the fact that if they can make it from three weeks in between those great spurts, if they can get it down to a week to ten days every time, that's a win. That's a win for the team. And if he's playing third line and killing penalties, which he can do, then you're you're maximizing what you need out of that player. I'm going to sneeze here any second, but before I do, I want to ask about the Vladimir Tarasenko situation, where we stand, what the heck's going on, Yeah, everything. So to um, to dive into that, Vladimir Tarasenko and his age. That was my mic, Jeff. Sorry. What You're two, no, I, three. I'll let you know when it's going to happen. Well, you were I'll, doing That's yeah, what I she know, said man. last time, Donnie. Hey. Uh, it's right, but you know how it's it's, it's right there. You want to like, turn a light on and I, look at the light? That never works. It does work. No, it absolutely does not. Would work. it help if you gave me five dollars? I'm sorry that I'm yelling at you. I didn't. I didn't mean to. It just doesn't work. What's going on right now? Sneeze. <laughs> I don't feel like I got to sneeze anymore. Damn it! All right. Anyway, Tarasenko. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Well, if you kept your finger out of there, maybe it wouldn't do that. We'll edit all this in post. It's <laughs> sure okay we will. Before no, we, we get it to. Hey, I have a quick question. What's going on with uh, Tarasenko? Oh, good okay. one. Thank you. Actually, that's really good, Jeff. I'm Thank right. you very I much. Had a bad question yeah. earlier. Um, so with Vladdy Tarasenko, an interesting situation <laughs> developed where he requested a trade. And it's one thing for a player to request a trade. And I'm going to try and keep it focused here because there's so many branches off of this Vladimir Tarasenko tree right now that you can fly off the rails. But initially, if I'm Vladimir Tarasenko and I'm not happy here in St. Louis, or I've just feel, I just feel like, nah, you know what? It's time. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that, Hey, I've really loved my career here. We shared a championship. We'll never, ever, ever not have that. The last two seasons have been very trying for me with injuries. Um, I feel like, a new environment, a change of scenery would reinvigorate my career and motivate me. So I'm requesting a trade from the St. Louis Blues, but I love Blues fans, and I'll always call St. Louis home. Boom, done, done. Now Doug Armstrong goes, okay, click. I just turned my phone on. Let's see who wants Vladimir Tarasenko. But that's not what he did. Yeah, it's not what he did. He, through his agent, he said that uh, there were medical issues regarding his shoulder. It wasn't handled properly. Uh, he didn't like his role within the team. He was unsatisfied with not getting the captaincy. When that came about, it literally, he plummeted his own stock. I mean, he could have just said, hey, I hate the arch. Emo's pizza sucks. I mean, you know what I mean? Might as well have. Yeah. <laughs> right. At this point. All while wearing a Cubs jersey. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Literally, all he had to do is do that, and it would be worse with that. But I just don't understand the strategy. So what he did without even knowing it is he sabotaged himself. And he sabotaged Doug Armstrong's ability to make a quality trade for the St. Louis Blues. Army tried. Army tried. And then Army said, you know what? Screw it. We'll just leave him unprotected for the expansion draft. And if they pick him up. That's $7.5 million that comes off my cap, and I'm willing to lose him right now for nothing to gain that cap space. Didn't happen, so he falls back onto Army's lap, and now there's what deal is out there. And so Doug Armstrong has taken the power back now 
because Vladdy tried to drive that bus early with the, we want to trade, we're not happy, rah, rah, rah. And it kind of took the power away from Army a little bit because it felt like uh, he had to make the deal. Now Army's sitting back going, you know what? I don't care. I'll let him walk in for training camp. Have fun with that one, Vladdy. Mm-hmm. Walking into that locker room where it's not like someone's going to step up and punch him in the face or like be behind- but it's an awkward feeling. It's not it's not a feeling the player wants to go through. So Army's pulled the power back and now he's waiting for somebody to give him a trade that he thinks is worthy of Vladimir Tarasenko without having to retain 50% of his salary. But if he goes into that and it's a big if obviously and you hope that it's not this, but if he does go if he is around that long, what is the conversation like from player to player? That's what I wanted to yeah, know. Because, What's it like when he walks in that room? Because I get that it wasn't personal. Like, hey, I don't want to play with Jamie. I just want to. I just want to. You know, a change of scenery. But still, Jamie's still got to be like, hey, man, you didn't want to play here. Especially this sport. Yeah, the team aspect of it. I don't know where exactly it is nowadays. The things have changed quite a bit. It is way more of a business than it's ever been before. I can tell you that when when I did play, nobody would have, like I said, you don't step up and walk over and be a jerk to this no. guy. I mean, because it's like, okay, everybody's got their own problems. Everybody's got their own backyard they have to keep clean. You don't want to be here. That's fine. You know, We're going to proceed as normal. But when that inner squad game happens, oh, boy. Oh, and boy, there's, yeah. there's no, um, what do you say, uh, no suspensions because you've got local refs who are just trying not to get murdered out there. Right. <laughs> That's when there would be payback, and it would be in the form of just playing hard. Sorry. And that's where it happens. But then that's why if I'm Doug Armstrong, I also go, eh, I'm, I want to make him walk through those doors, but then I'm not going to let him on the ice. Yeah, well, and you don't want, to, want him to get hurt. I don't want him to get hurt again. Obviously, he's a bit of a, uh, a porcelain doll mm-hmm. there where he's been hurt so much here lately. But, yeah, I mean, Army's. I think Army is handling this absolutely perfect. Right J- Jamie, so are there deals potentially still out there? Yeah, oh yeah. The, look, at the Islanders, I know for a fact that Lou Lamorello has had a sit-down face-to-face with Vladdy's new agent. I know for a fact through people in the organization with the Islanders that that meeting has happened. Now, what has come out of it? Well, not a trade yet, okay? I think that the majority of the teams that are still interested, which probably about three or four teams, I think the Capitals, the Flyers, the Islanders, and I do still think the Rangers are a team that are kind of sniffing around a little bit. Well, they all want access to all the medical stuff. They want to see what he's talking about. They want to probably run their own tests, their own doctors, take a look at Vladdy. And I'm sure Doug Armstrong is going to let that happen. I'm sure he would be like, fine, here, you want to take it for a test drive? Here's the keys. Don't go too far, though, you know? <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah. There's like, not a lot of gas in there. Not right. a lot of gas in there. <laughs> yeah. And I may not have it insured. I, I'm, I'm curious about the about how this all went down from the Tarasenko camp. So he switched agents. I believe it was Mike Liute was his, was yeah, his old agent. He had old Ludie, who is a St. Louis legend, first of all, but mm-hmm. a damn good agent. Which okay? I had heard. Got Vladdy an incredible eight-year deal. Made him bank, made him real good money, and then with two years left on his deal, he ditched Mike Liute, which is weird. And he uh, went and hired the same agent as Artemi Panarin. Who is his buddy, who he wanted to play with in New York. Yes. So all of it is kind of foggy and ugly all at the same time. Because, look, I had two agents in the course of my career. 
Never did I fire an agent in the middle of a contract. There's no point because that agent negotiated the contract. So any money you make during that contract, your that percentage goes to that agent. No matter what. No, no matter if they fire them or not. Yeah. No matter what. Now, some guys pay a flat fee. Like when you get into these astronomical numbers, they'll be like, okay, instead of paying you 5% a year, I'm going to give you a check for $8 million. Beat it. You know, like, I would do. I would go away. From yeah, that. I'd go. Away. That's absolutely. Yeah. Fine. I'd be very quiet. I know we are. I'd be fine with that I know too. we're uh, we're or, we're stretching it on time here, but I've been dying to ask you this, and I know that there's an easy solution to this. What would if the Blues would have lost Tarasenko in the expansion draft? What would the Blues have gotten back from Seattle? Nothing. So why to get the salary relief? Why don't they just go go to another team? Nobody wants them, Jeff. Like so, nobody. No, but I mean for nothing. Well, yeah. because if no. they would release him, then they would still be not, on the hook for a no, no, salary. No, 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 no. I know what you're saying. Okay, I'm You're confused. saying, I'll trade you Tarasenko for a seventh-round draft pick. Yeah, whatever. Just get the salary off the books yeah, because and, they won't take the seven and a half is yeah, what you Other you're teams saying. are like, okay, we'll do that, but you're going to pay 75% of his deal. Gotcha. Okay. So why not acquire a player? So it's not player point. for player. It's the money that's... It's that's... the money right now. It's a 7.5. Damn you, the, Mike Leute. And the question marks around Vladdy's health. If Vladdy was a perfectly healthy player and he had come out and said the right things, this would have been an easy deal for Doug Armstrong. That deal would have been done within three days. I guarantee it. A week tops. But he didn't. He came out and said all this, stuff, you know what, stuff, and that has brought this to a crawl. Like, not even a crawl. It's not even moving. So you literally can't give this guy away, and he's a former 40-goal scorer. You can give him away, but you're going to pay his salary. That's what I mean. You, in my in my world, Correct. giving him away and getting rid of the salary, you can't even do that. Not anymore. So could no I, chance. So can I assume with, with, all, with the deals that could potentially be out there that it involves a defenseman of some kind coming back to the Blues? Well, I do know. I do know that there's some interest from the Blues in a local product. Um, Scotty Mayfield. Just over the river in the mm-hmm. Illinois side, grew up here, played AAA Blues here locally. Uh, big, strong. Islanders guy, right? Yeah, Islanders okay. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Big, strong, right-handed defenseman, tough as nails, uh, can contribute on the offensive side. only making, I think, $1.8 million in salary. Um, I, know he's a, I know he's a target in this whole thing. So the, po- the problem is, is that what else are you attaching to it, right? So the Islanders would say, hypothetically, well, okay, we'll trade you Scotty Mayfield for Vladimir Tarasenko, but you are going to eat $5.5 million of his contract Ooh, in order for this to make sense. How do you do that, right? You can't do that. If you're Doug Armstrong, why are you doing that? Like, it, it doesn't you make sense. You might as well just keep him on the team. He might get to that point. It might get to that point where he's like, I don't care anymore, but right now he has no. there's no urgency. Why? You still have a month before players have to report to training camp. So guess what? I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to sit here and wait. So if I'm Doug Armstrong, um, you know, that's a player I would love to get. He would absolutely shore up your D. He gives you that nastiness that you need. He gives you that local flair that people are just going to love to come out and see him. He's got offensive upside. He's a minute muncher. He can get that 15 to 18 minutes a game for you playing solid D. He would be great. He's not like Vladdy's replacement. Sure. But right now what you need to do is add some depth to your blue line with some big guys, some nasty guys, some guys who can clear the front of the net, which you didn't have last year. No, we bitched so about glaringly that constantly. Yeah. So that would address part of the issue, but the salary retention is the obstacle. Can, can I ask a question about uh, the Colorado Avalanche? No. 
Uh, I'm going to anyway. <laughs> so so they end up re-signing McCarr and Landeskog. Jerks. But here's my question for you, Jamie. Who the hell is going to play goal for him? Um, right now it looks like Darcy Kemper. They right? made a trade, and Darcy Kemper's had a pretty good couple of seasons in Arizona. But this is something had to give. Guys, and this is what had that's where they went dollar store. This is where it is. Yeah, Yeah, correct. And I thought for sure that the Landeskog deal would not happen. Now, Kale McCarr didn't. He didn't hit the grand slam. He should have. Right. His agent pulled back a little bit, probably because they have a good team, and probably because Joe Sakic said, "Hey, if you pull back a little bit here, I have the ability of keeping Gabriel Landeskog." I'm going to have the ability to re-sign Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen. We have a whole lot of guys here. This team can be really good, but I need you to work with me on this. So I think they did. They played nice, and then they were able to spin that deal for Landeskog. What a bunch of jerks for playing nice. Yeah. But do you do you view that as a huge question mark going into their year next year? Well, the goalie? Yeah. yeah. The okay. uncertainty of if Darcy Kemper can, um, can handle the load yeah. of a number one, he – has always kind of shared it. Even with his success, he's kind of shared it with another guy. The Avalanche don't really have that guy. And heaven forbid there's an injury to him. That's a big question mark. It would remind me of some of the Blues teams we had way back when. So, so, so good. What was the one thing that was goalie. missing? Goalie. Yeah. It was a goalie who could close it out. And the year we had one, he got hurt in the first round. Grant Fuhr. Mm. And so... After that, Roman Turek couldn't do it. Brent Johnson couldn't do it. There's so many guys along the way. We're fantastic goalies, great guys, love them all to death. But Jordan Bennington is the only one who could do that. So imagine that amount of time that you've been looking for that goalie with really good teams mixed in there. The Avalanche now have a really, really good team on paper, but the question mark is between the pipes. What about those Chicago Blackhawks? They look like they're getting better. Yeah, they're taking an interesting path to this because – you know, getting Mark Andre Fleury, I think he's a great goalie, but it doesn't really fit the model of the rebuild that they were going in, and uh, they still have some old guys under contract. It's uh, they did a great job of getting Seth Jones, but that contract may not look great in five years. I really, and they've got a whole bunch of other problems that are going on off oh, the ice with the sexual abuse allegations, a video guy, all. This. Like that, that organization is kind of in shambles, and it kind of looks that way from the way they're signing players and acquiring players. They're all over the map. It's a bit random, yeah. It's it's weird. Um, they will be better, though, I think, just process of elimination. They've got some guys that will be pretty good. Where will they be in two years? Probably back to where they were last year, the year before, where it was like, eesh. Yeah. It's Hayes is back this year, right? Didn't yeah, he's take back. All last Hopefully year he's healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a sickness, right? It was yeah, a, it was yeah. a weird sickness, and uh, I'm just glad he's. I'm glad he's okay. I thought at one point that maybe it would have been. It, it, maybe it was cancer. Right. Oh gosh. I was like, oh man. And I know we hate the Blackhawks, but yeah. we don't hate the no, individual it's a human way, being. You know? for, yeah, no, exactly. Can, I want to ask one more question in, in wrapping up, and I'm sorry that we have to kind of be quick today. It's my fault. Yeah, it but is. I saw this uh, before I came on the air today with the New York Giants, the football team, that they were having a terrible practice. Uh, and their coach, Joe Judge, had them quit practice, stop practice, and then run 100-yard sprints on the field. And when that wasn't enough, he made them do push-ups. Now, as a professional athlete, yeah, at that point in your career, I am just 
amazed that this is something that's allowed to even still happen. What do you mean allowed? Well, no, not necessarily allowed, but just that the players would be okay with that or that they would respond to that. That, to me, seems like the way to get your team to turn you off. I would disagree. I would disagree 100%. Well, tell me why. Um, those guys are paid pretty well, right? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a dream job for a lot of people. Can you imagine walking in making six, seven, eight, nine, ten million million, $10 Donnie? If I told you to run 20, 100-yard sprints, would you do it for $20 million? Brother, as fast as I could. Okay, so then they need to do that. Yeah. Shut up. They need to practice better, and this is this is the job. He's the head coach, and he's obviously not seeing something that isn't there. If the team is that bad, you know it as a player, and this is how you create a culture, a culture of working hard and always trying to do the right thing, and you get punished. If there's no repercussions – just because they're a million, million, million dollar athletes, then what happens to your team? No, it makes perfect sense. But what it reminded me of. I feel like of, you're pushing back on me on this uh-huh. one. Oh, no, 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 no. Right, Jeff? Stop. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like he's yeah. pushing back. It's it like reminded he doesn't me. like discipline. But it's Stop. mean. It's mean. No, 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 no. What it reminded me of was that scene in Miracle where Herb Brooks is running them back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. How did they and, do? And my, well, no, but my, my question. <laughs> Is I got to write that down. No, but, uh, my question, Richard. No, no, no. My my question is is that it's just the ability to do that with professional athletes now. That doesn't seem to be a thing that happens very often at all. To where that they're kind of disciplined in this manner. And, and I was just problem. curious about if it turned players off. Well, absolutely that's the problem. So. Is that too many guys are so soft nowadays that. The coach can't yell at them. The coach can't. Now, I'm not saying degrading guys and all that because there is a line there. And I, I played in an era where coaches didn't hold back. They would go after your mother, your father, you know, and just to get a point. I don't agree with that. Right. But if you're going to tell me I'm horse bleep and that I need to be better and you're going to lay into me, absolutely have at it. And the players need to have some thicker skin. And instead of blaming everybody else around them, why don't you focus on yourself and do better? And then if the whole team has to run these 100-yard sprints and do all these push-ups, hopefully that'll hold everybody accountable. Yeah, no. It, I'm it, all for it. Yeah, and in essence, I wasn't trying to fight you about it. Oh, I was you just were. Saying, you were pushing back the I whole time. I was just surprised. I can tell you, you want to, do the Buffalo Bills, are they that soft? Oh, boy. All right. I think we're <laughs> I, I, they can't now, run 100 yard sprints, Scotty. Uh, Maybe I, that's all. It's all coming to uh, me now, Jeff. I, I would like to know what I did to deserve that. I was just asking a question. Gee, many Christmas. It's Don't the last back. minute. Don't push back I'm on not the teacher, gonna. man. Last minute blues podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, and that guy, Jamie Rivers. The last minute blues podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music, and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.